You are listening to the Progress Your Health Podcast, Episode 74. Welcome to the Progress Your Health Podcast with your hosts, Dr. Robert Mackey and Dr. Valerie Davidson, a husband and wife team who specialize in bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and functional medicine. They're here to help you lose weight, balance hormones, and age gracefully. It's their mission to motivate, educate, and empower you to take your health to the next level. And now your hosts, hormone experts, Dr. Mackey and Dr. Davidson. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Progression Health Podcast. I'm Dr. Mackey. And I'm Dr. Davidson. So like the last episode, we answered a question from Michelle. This one, we kind of follow the same trend. Like I said, we uh, due to the recent Google update, we have been getting a bunch of comments and questions. That means people are finding our website, which is great. This one, we're going to answer a question from Carrie. She's got some concerns or questions about progesterone. Yeah, no, we love reader and listener questions. So it's been kind of cool. Yeah, we had a little bit of a dip for a while, but then all of a sudden all these questions came flooding in, in this last week. So, you know, and they take time to answer and we really do want to get back to you when you have your questions. So we thought it would be easier if we just did some podcast on the questions because these questions apply to a lot of other ladies that are listening to this. So I think it would be helpful. So this question is from Carrie. Carrie's comment is, I really like this article about capsules versus creams. So it was about progesterone. So bioidentical capsules or progesterone capsules versus progesterone cream. I do have a question. I recently started 100 milligrams generic progesterone called generic prometrium and have had horrible side effects after almost three weeks of taking 100 milligram Prometrium pill each night. My anxiety has increased, terrible headaches the next day, very teary, exhausted the next day, extreme brain fog like scary forgetfulness. Is it possible something could be with the fillers or the brand or maybe too high of a dose too soon? I'm being treated for very low progesterone in order to help my mood. Mid looting, which mood, which sounds really sad because her mood sounds even worse on the prometrium. But anyway, my mid luteal phase of my cycle, my levels were 0.9, which is very low. And should I ask for a different brand or compound capsules? Thank you. Yeah, so this is something that we, you know, that we see quite often uh, for mood, for sleep, for anxiety, especially like say, so mid luteal phase, just to kind of give a little backstory, the female cycle is broken up into basically three phases. The first phase is the follicular phase, then ovulation, which is right around day 15, let's say 14 to 16. And then the luteal phase, which is from ovulation back to the cycle. Now, every woman's cycle is not necessarily 28 days, but that's what everything is based on. So whether it's 28, 30, 32, that same hormonal shift, the follicular phase is predominantly or almost exclusively estrogen. At ovulation, there's a little bit of estrogen, some testosterone, like a surge of testosterone to increase a woman's libido. And then that's when from ovulation is when the progesterone starts to be produced by- And the, there is that increase in estrogen right before ovulation. That's what helps cause it. So you have that estrogen and that testosterone. Yeah. And then the luteal phase is a combination of uh, the estrogen and predominantly progesterone. So the mid luteal phase, when we have a women, women go into the lab to test for something like this, we usually have them go into, let's say day 18 to 20, 21. Most gynecologists will say day 21, you know, day 20, day 21 is fine. And that's when the level on day 20, day 21, that level should be 
really high or high enough, where would you where would you like to see a woman's progesterone on day 21? Yeah, and a menstruating female, I mean, everybody's a little different between 20s and 30s and 40s, but ideally right around, you know, that high level is you want to have that progesterone in the teens. Yeah, if right. somebody's in the teens, that's fantastic. And But, you know, at point nine for Miss Carrie here is that's, and she's right, it's low, but it sounds, sounds like she's being treated more about her mood where like Dr. Mackey mentioned, I mean, progesterone can do a lot. It can help... Um, lighten up periods. It can help with chronic bleeding. It can help with sleeping at night. It can definitely help with anxiety, you know, situations. So it could be, you know, this definitely is pretty low for Carrie. Yeah. Now, one thing we don't know is how old Carrie is. She didn't give us her age. If she is, you know, let's just, you know, hypothetically, let's say she's over the age of 40, a mid-cycle progesterone of 0.9 would be pretty normal. You know, in that, some regards, yeah, yes, that your is, progesterone drops. And not normal, but the inevitable decline of the hormone, that is what we consider to be perimenopause. If she's under the age of 40, but maybe, you know, maybe even late 30s, this could happen where that is, but you know, what she's doing is still the right thing to do because her body isn't making any progesterone. Uh, now there's a another kind of mechanism in the body related to stress called the pregnenolone steel. When your body under lots of stress, whether that's lack of sleep, actual stress, job, family, you know, work, you know, finances, maybe too much exercise. Uh, now your body will shift away from making progesterone into making more cortisol because the requirement's higher. And now they have almost like a, you know, an induced low progesterone. Because they steal the pregnenolone. Yeah. The pregnenolone, which is kind of the up the chain kind of steroid, everything is kind of made from that. It gets shifted, and now you'll see a blood test like this, and her progesterone is you know below one. It's a fairly common thing to see when you run these kind of labs. So carries so then carries pregnenolone, which is technically more of a hormone that comes from the adrenal glands in response to like Dr. Mackey said, stress. That's probably pretty low too. Yeah, right. Probably like non-existently low. And also in a case, of, so doing the three of those, pregnenolone, DHEA sulfate, or DHEA hyphen S, and progesterone are labs that we typically run specifically in cases like this. Because you might see a low pregnenolone, you might see a low DHEA, you might see low progesterone. All three of them might be low. Um, so but, then you're differentiating between is her progesterone low because of age or hormones or maybe just genetics with timing or is it low because of her adrenals or is it low because of both? Yeah, right. Yeah. So it gets a little complicated and not necessary to overcomplicate this issue. But her question is, she should be doing the Prometrium side effects or she should be doing something different. Now, in most cases, we do agree with capsule progesterone. That's usually where we start, but the dose can go anywhere from 25 milligrams. We typically go up to 200 milligrams. We don't really go any higher than that, maybe in some situations, but most of the time it's 25 to, to 200. 25 to 50 milligrams would be more for a maybe a younger female. Maybe she just recently got her cycle. She's in her teens or 20s. That would be a little bit more of an appropriate dose and maybe even a what we call a cycled dose where the dose changes throughout the month. Or it could be somebody that's really sensitive. You know, I know we're all humans, but you know, there's no cookie cutter, one size fits all. As some, I have some patients that are so sensitive that I even go lower than the 25 milligrams. And you'd think, oh, this isn't going to be therapeutically effective, but it is. And then there's some people, you know, you kind of have to hit them with a sledgehammer to get any kind of reaction out of their system. So it could be that, you know, maybe Carrie's very sensitive Honestly, like we had kind of talked about this question about Carrie and wait, wait, I have to back up. 
disclaimer, 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 right? Before our attorney like waves a naughty finger at us. So we're not giving medical advice because Carrie's not a patient of ours, but we're giving- We're educational purposes. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we're just giving our opinion. We're not, you know, advising and Carrie is not our patient, but we're just, you know, giving our opinion on, on the question that she asked. So, yeah. There, there, there. So, but when we were trying to talking about this question, because I really like it from Carrie earlier um, this morning, is it probably the prometrium? <laughs> Well, yeah. To be honest, yeah, yeah. it may it may be a little bit with the dose, but it's probably the prometrium because prometrium, hey, it's you know it is um, bioidentical technically, Suppo- it's bio, supposedly, but it does have a lot of fillers in there. Um, you know, te- technically, it has some kind of peanut extracts. So if someone's allergic to peanuts, it's not a good idea to take. And prometrium only comes in two doses, pretty much one hundred milligrams and two hundred milligrams. So like Dr. Mackey said, is she might need a little bit less or she might need something in between and, or it could be the fillers or it could be as I kind of go on and complicate it even more is Prometrium is instant release progesterone. When I put it in my mouth and swallow it, it goes right into my bloodstream at the highest level right after you digest it. And then it slowly comes down with time. So it could be that instant release is having an effect on her system because hormones, I always call hormones. I say that they're promiscuous. If they don't have, Progesterone doesn't have a progesterone receptor site to jump into because it's plugged up with another progesterone. It will just find a different receptor site. It can stimulate cortisol. It can stimulate testosterone receptors. So it could be that surge in in progesterone right away, immediately, could be stimulating other receptors or it's just too much all at once. Yeah. So we tend to, for this particular reason, now now we do have some women that use permetrium. Typically, most of them are menopausal, okay? So they're not having the hormonal swings that a menstruating female has, which is at least part of maybe an explanation as to why they tolerate it better. Just because of that fact, they're no longer menstruating. But you know, we typically do not choose Prometrium on purpose because of exactly what Carrie is dealing with. We want to try to minimize the side effects. And I agree with you. I think it's the difference between the instant release versus sustained release. Sustained release progesterone is usually extremely well tolerated. Whatever dose is appropriate for that person, whether it's 25 or 200, you find that sweet spot. Um, usually the, the tolerance level to that medication is going to be very, very good. So I, I would say in just response for, you know, Carrie is she's doing this for her mood and it sounds like her anxiety is really high. So progesterone is very relaxing. It's fantastic for helping bring down cortisol. It raises up GABA. It's great for anxiety and for mood. I'm thinking because she's so tired the next day and she's getting the terrible headaches. I think it's because of the instant release, but I also think it's probably too high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So now if she is menstruating, a thing that we alluded to just a few minutes ago, another thing that can be helpful is to actually cycle the progesterone. Again, a, a sustained release, let's say 50 milligrams. Now the beginning part of her cycle, that follicular phase, she would use a lower dose, the 50 milligrams. And then on day 12, she would increase to a higher dose. And to give her kind of that, you know, that seven to 10 days before her period, that's the mid luteal phase, the seven to 10 days where most women are going through their you know, PMS window, she's getting more support when she really kind of needs it the most, but she's giving herself a break in the first half of the month. That tends to be a, a very, if the hundred milligrams all month long is too much, it gives her kind of body a little bit of a break and now, but not taking it away completely because some women just need it all month long. They yeah, just feel better that way. I agree. You know, one thing is if you take too much progesterone all month long, that does suppress ovulation a bit. So that's just something to, it's not birth control, but it's something to take into consideration. But since it's really more about mood for Carrie, as I think Dr. Mackey's 
perfectly right is doing a sustained release compounded progesterone capsule, but doing a lower dose that should, you don't take it when you're on your period, but maybe from day five to day 15, you would take a lower dose. And from day 15 until you get your period, um, you would take a higher dose that would probably help a lot with, with Carrie, because like she said, is she had the horrible side effects after almost three weeks of taking it. So she started taking it. She's fine. And then after three weeks, 21 days, all of a sudden she's feeling horrible. So that does lead you to say that that's probably too high. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And progesterone, you don't know, this is this challenging part, at least with the sustained release bioidentical progesterone, you won't know immediately, almost similar to her three-week experiment there, you won't know exactly if the dose is too high. Uh, Sometimes one or two or even three cycles need to go by, unless there's something obviously immediate, maybe with an immediate release. It takes a while because you can get some changes to the cycle. You can get more bleeding, less bleeding. The menstrual cycle itself can change, not to mention the physical, the physical symptoms that go along with that. So you need a little bit of time to be able to figure out is the dose too high or too low. And sometimes it's not, you know, in a very short amount of time under one month, that's not enough time to be able to know which way to go. And not to completely divert on a tangent, but like Dr. Mackey had mentioned earlier about that pregnenolone steel is here we are kind of downstream noticing, hey, her progesterone's low, let's just give her some progesterone. But also at the same time as working upstream on those adrenals, possibly testing her pregnenolone, raising up her pregnenolone, finding out, you know, is her cortisol too high, doing some things to bring down that cortisol, that would want to definitely do that in tandem because one... One thing about pregnenolone is it does come from our adrenal glands. We do make a little bit from our brain and spinal cord, but mainly from our adrenal glands is it's very specific to learning. So when someone has low pregnenolone, they are forgetful. Like, I don't remember where my keys are. I forgot my lunch. I don't know what I had to eat yesterday. They, their long-term memory is perfect. You know, they can remember what shoes and dress they wore to a wedding 10 years ago, but they can't remember what they had for lunch yesterday. So it could be a little bit about looking at the adrenals with Carrie and that pregnenolone. Yeah. And to be honest, like I said about the pregnenolone steel, a lot of PMS related issues, whether it's mood or physical symptoms, a lot of it is kind of a stress, kind of a stress issue in the first place, right? So the more pressure there is on the adrenals, the worse the female cycle is going to be. So what things manifest as being a female hormone problem is a lot of times, most of the time rooted in being an adrenal cause in the first place. So make sure you're sleeping well, don't exercise too much, uh, make sure your stress level is manageable, nothing crazy. And that will also help kind of ease some of those things over time as well. No, no, that's perfect. But just to just to kind of answer Carrie here and probably a lot of people out there, because I'll have people say, I'm, I'm on progesterone, I'm on bioidentical progesterone. And then I look at their bottle from the big box pharmacy and it's Prometrium. And I'd say, you know, well, technically, it is, but there's a lot of fillers and that's there is, you know, that instant release. Like I'd mentioned, there's no magic one pill fits all. So I'd say for Carrie, she does sound sensitive. She's not menopausal. She's having a period. She's cycling. Is she would do, and I do think women that are cycling do much, much better on doing the sustained release compounded bioidentical progesterone capsule where like Dr. Mackey said is, because I do have women on Prometrium and some of them do great, but they're all pretty much postmenopausal and we're doing it, you know, for postmenopause, not necessarily for a cycling female. Yeah. And just as a distinction, you cannot get bioidentical progesterone from a big box pharmacy. Okay. Big box pharmacies are not compounding pharmacies. So if your doctor calls something in, if he's, you know, you're requesting a compounded progesterone, but you still go pick it up from Walgreens or CVS, it is not a compounded progesterone. It is still a 
Permetrium or something generic. It has to come from a compounding pharmacy. Uh, and we work with a couple of different pharmacies that we have used for a very long time. We trust them. We like them. They make great compounds for our patients. Our patients have good, uh, really good feedback about them. So just where you pick your prescriptions up or the type of prescription you pick up determines where what pharmacy it's going to come from. Everything, for the most part, at a commercial pharmacy like that is going to be a commercial drug. It has a branded name to it. It's going to come in, like you said, for Permetrium. It comes in two doses. That's it. Where when it comes from a compounding pharmacy, you know, the doctor based on the patient, okay, basically can make any prescription that they want or any dosage of a medication that they want. So it really is tailored to the patient. I think that's a huge benefit. You and I very rarely ever use big box pharmacies. We use exclusively compounding pharmacies for our patients because- For the hormones. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right, for hormones, because it's that extra level of individualization that makes all the difference in the world, right? Hormones is an individual process. You cannot do necessarily cookie cutter approach all women don't get lumped into the same category because their lives are different. Their genetics are different. Their ages are different. Their where they are in their lives are different. Their goals are different. So that means their prescriptions have to be tailored to that. You can't do it all one size fits all. And with hormones, absolutely does not work. So anything else to add for Carrie or are we good with this one? No, no. Thank you, Carrie. We're going to send you a message to let you know we answered your question on the podcast and there'll be some show notes and trend. We, we are, we're actually getting our podcast transcribed now, which is, <laughs> which I haven't been able to read the entire thing because it makes me embarrassed and blush because I'm like, that's, that's my voice, but you know, on paper. But yeah, so we also have the transcription for anybody that maybe wants to read it. <laughs> yeah. Right. So until next time, I'm Dr. Mackey. I'm Dr. Davidson. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Progress Your Health podcast. If you like what you've heard on this podcast, please give us a positive review on iTunes. This allows us to spread our message, grow our audience, and help more people around the world. For more information, visit our website at ProgressYourHealth.com.